everybody, welcome back to Historical Light, an independent Masonic show focused on the historical events and aspects within Freemasonry. As always, I'm your host, Brother Alex Powers, and I want to thank you guys for showing up and visiting once again as we have another episode. Uh, it's been a while, right? It feels a little weird for me, maybe for you guys. Um, for all of you that keep up with the show, um, I want to apologize. I didn't mean for this whole hiatus thing to happen, and I'm going to explain that here in a second. Um, for those of you that may be new to the show, welcome. Best show ever. Nothing ever happened. Just you know, skip over this one and go to the next. Uh, no, in all seriousness, no. This this year, 2018, so last year at this point, uh, kind of got the best of me. I took on a little bit more than I could chew, and uh, unfortunately, something had to give, and I apologize. That ended up being this show. Um, so, as many of you know that it's kept up with the show, 2018 was my year as master, um, and it was the 150th anniversary of my lodge. Um, so, being the history nerd that I am, I kind of dove headfirst into that and took that on and uh, we had a really big celebration um, and it was amazing. So if you guys didn't get a chance to uh, to see that or hear about that, I want to invite you to go over to uh, the Lodge page and see some really cool uh, photographs of everything that we had go on there and we'll touch on it here in a minute. Uh, but that's GardnerLodge65.org. Um, just, yeah, go check it out. It was a really, really cool celebration. Um, but within that, the other thing I did this year and started this year, which I thought was plenty of time, eh, it worked out. I, I rewrote the history book for our lodge, and that is where a ton of my time this year uh, has gone. Um, it ended up being just shy of 700 pages, uh, but covering 150 years. So the last history book for our lodge um, and I think I may have addressed this in previous episodes, but the last history book for our lodge was written in 1968 for the 100-year anniversary. Uh, it was, you know, 100 years packed into about a 15, 20-page pamphlet. Um, just didn't do justice to me, uh, to what I wanted to really show. There was a lot in there that I wanted to highlight that hadn't been. Um, from reading through, it seemed like some of the books were maybe missing when it first got written or in personal possession, possibly, is what I figured. Um, but now we have all those books. I wanted to really capture that information. So what I did, of course, biting off more than I can chew here, is I decided to write 150 chapters or 150 sections and do one for every single year and actually go through the minutes and, as I went, just highlight all the big, um, great information from the Lodge and uh, make that into a book. Um, I'm not a writer. I've, I've never written a book before, so it was a learning experience uh, as I went, um, but it was really, really enjoyable. Um, I'm sure some of you guys watching the show, being history lovers, have dived into your Lodge's minutes. Have you ever dived in and literally read from meeting one, the day of conception of that Lodge, through current? It's amazing. Um, yeah, there's really no words for it. I took on, you know, I've looked in these minutes so many times before, but to actually put it in that storyline and go through it meeting for meeting and get that storyline perspective of what happened, um, it brought it to a whole nother life, a whole nother light to me. Um, and it, it really ended up pretty impressive, I think. So like I said, we, we broke that into 150 chapters or sections, one for each year, and uh, covered all the main stats and uh, all the big highlights of every single year, included a bunch of pictures, but uh, came in shy of just 700 pages, 
Um, so still finishing up the editing on that and I hope to have a physical copy in hand uh, um, here in the coming weeks. So I invite you guys to keep a lookout for that uh, if you're interested. I know it's a, kind of a niche inside of a niche being my Lodge's history, um, but I'm pretty proud of it. Um, I think Gardner Lodge has a lot to uh, be proud of. And I'm hoping, hoping just in the slightest that this book uh, did a little bit of justice um, towards honoring uh, that history because that's what it's all about, right? So um, also while I was going through that, the other mission on there that I've preached on here before um, is to preserve those minute books, not just in the fashion of this book, but in totality. Uh, because, you know, there's, there's stuff that maybe I didn't touch on or people want to look at the source material. That's, that's key in historical research. Um, so going through and doing this, as soon as I was done, I'm also scanning in all those books and getting digital copies. Um, and then we're air sealing all the original copies so that we can make sure that those original copies last as long as they can, knowing that eventually they're going to fade away as they currently are. Um, but make those last as long as they possibly can physically, but knowing even when they do get to a point of not being readable or touchable anymore, um, that we do have those digital copies readily available. Um, and we got them in a Google Drive, so anyone in the lodge can log onto the site, get into that drive, and uh, you know access that information at real time, which is a really cool uh, bit of technology and uh, whatever you want to call it to integrate into the lodge and uh, that type of history. So it's a good deal. Also this year, uh, I took on the role as director for uh, Kansas Lodge of Research. Uh, that was a whole nother challenge. Uh, obviously, I've never been in that capacity before, and uh, that, that's been a roller coaster in itself. Um, not just taking it on, but it was a reboot. Uh, it was a, a system that the Grand Lodge just wasn't quite pleased with and wanted to see it built from ground up. Well, I've never ran anything like that before, so there's really a lot more behind the scenes background trying to figure out how this actually operates and not just how it operates, but how can we set up a solid core system um, so that in the years to come, when I'm not in this role, it can be easily handed over and uh, knowing that it's going to be a strong continuing program and not a mess kind of like when I got it and someone else has to figure it out and it crumbles and all these ebbs and flows. Um, so that's been a lot of busyness this year as well, trying to figure that out. But I'm actually to a point now um, with my board of directors, we've been working really hard on that. And I know this didn't really pertain to historical life, but uh, pertaining to my year and kind of an explanation of why I've been MIA for a while. Um, we're to a point now that we're really excited about what's coming this year. Um, we've kind of got the background, the, uh, the baseline, the core of it really figured out, I think. And we're to a point that we're ready to implement those programs and get them out to the public and really start making some waves. Um, if you hadn't heard, one of the big things that we did going into this was actually open it up. Kansas is one of the Grand Lodges that does not allow out-of-state members. Now, granted, if you're a Kansas Mason and you move, uh, then you can still be a Kansas Mason, um, but you can't be a member from another state and just plural member. So with that, I did get permission with the uh, Lodge of Research that we allow non-Kansas Masons, as long as they're in good standings with their Grand Lodge and their Grand Lodge is recognized by ours, um, you can become a member of the Kansas Lodge of Research and partake in uh, what we have coming down the pipeline, uh, which is really exciting. That's that's groundbreaking kind of a historic 
moment for Kansas Masonry um, to allow that. So we've had a lot going on there. One of the new aspects of KSLOR that we're getting ready to implement um, is virtual meetings. Um, that, that was a huge one for me, right? Uh, dealing with Lodge and, and the show, uh, it, it's easy to deal with you guys or reach out to you guys. It's easy to get my guys at Lodge, um, but with the organization like the Lodge Research, we have statewide, and now opening, in, uh, opening that up to members outside the state, really trying to figure out how are we going to bridge that gap and make it worth people, uh, make it worth it to people to actually join. Um, it took some rattling in my brain, but we finally came down to this aspect of virtual education meetings. Uh, many of you guys have had experience with virtual lodges, and uh, we're kind of playing off that a little bit, not making the lodge research entirely virtual, um, but as far as the education meetings. So we're going to be holding these regularly, um, and it's going to be exclusive to Kansas Lodge Research members, um, but we got speakers kind uh, coming on that we got lined up from all around the world on different topics, and uh, going to come on and have some great education and some research presented, and I think it's gonna be a good time for all. Um, so I encourage you guys, if you're not currently a member, um, to check us out, kslor.org. Uh, go on there and check out for a membership application. Our requirements right now are, like I said, you have to be a Master Mason of Kansas or a Grand Lodge that is recognized by Kansas in good standings, and uh, you have to supply a Masonic research paper and then uh, fill out the application as long as you're good there, you're on board. So I encourage you guys to check it out. This is a really exciting time to actually get on board with the Kansas Lodge Research. Um, as we're growing, we're building, we're trying to find out what works and what people like. Um, this is a cool time for any of you to get in because you can be part of that growth, part of that implementation um, as this explodes out. So I encourage you to check that out. Um, like I said, not really historical light related, but kind of explaining a, another facet of where I've been. Um, so what else has happened this year? Uh, got some exciting news. I'm not only a Kansas Mason now. Uh, as many of you guys know, I, I've attended uh, Ezekiel Bates Masonicon uh, up in uh, Attleboro, Massachusetts the last couple of years and just thoroughly enjoyed uh, that event, that lodge, um, that Grand Lodge, that area of the country. It's just uh, fascinating to me, especially with all the history. Um, but really, over the top, the brethren of Ezekiel Bates Lodge just really just pulled me in. Um, I ended up joining. You know, I'm a sucker, right? So <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm pretty proud of it, though. Uh, ended up joining, so I'm now not only a Kansas Mason, but also a Massachusetts Mason. So um, definitely proud of that. And uh, that's coming up right around the corner. Masonic Con is uh, coming up in, what, April? So I will be there. Uh, just talked to RJ. He's going up there as well from the Wentz KMU podcast. So uh, I know there's going to be a lot of great speakers. There always is. Uh, if you guys are in the area or planning to be out there, definitely hit me up. Um, might have a few of the, the Lodge books up there. So maybe you can check out one of those. But I'm trying to think what else I have to talk about. Not too much. Um, I apologize for the uh, quality here. Uh, so meant to explain that first off, but obviously it may not look a little like you're used to. I actually pre-recorded this episode and uh, was supposed to release it tonight in its normal quality. Um, however, uh, I came down with the flu and I'd been in bed since uh, Thursday or so and didn't get time to edit. And uh, I actually record and then edit through software and render and it takes hours and it's a big mess. And if I went that way, it wouldn't happen tonight. So 
I figured, yes, we're going to just uh, get this out and use the cell phone tonight. So I apologize, a little darker, uh, not quite the quality you guys are used to, but we'll get that back here really soon. Uh, got some new equipment that we're ordering in this year as well to hopefully bring the audio back up uh, to where we want it to be, replace some old equipment, and uh, get this show back on the road where it needs to be. Promise you guys, historical light is not dying. We are doing a revolution. We're coming back uh, greater than ever. Got some really cool interviews that we've been doing that are in the pipeline. Um, so definitely stay on board with us. If you're not subscribed and this is your first time, welcome. Please hit the subscribe button. We'd love to have you join the family. Um, check out our research group on Facebook, the Historical Light Masonic Research Group. Uh, got a ton of great members. We're bringing that back as well. Um, so definitely go there, click join. We'll get you in the action. Um, but guys, it's great to see you all again. Well, I can't see you, but you can see me. Whatever. It's great to be here again. It's going to be, uh, be back on track. Promise. Going to make it happen. But just wanted to offer up before we got into the episode, since it has been so long, I uh, just wanted to offer up kind of an explanation of what happened, where I've been. Uh, just ate up a lot of my time this year. I also got two kids, so family life calls as well. And it's uh, one thing after another, like I said, I suck at saying no and uh, something just had to give. So again, I apologize, but I thank you guys for staying faithful to the show, uh, for the continued support, all the great words uh, throughout this year. Uh, encourage me to get back on the horse. I'm back. Gonna make you guys proud. So with that, brethren, we'll see you next time. We got some great episodes coming up. You're gonna enjoy them. And uh, until next time, keep seeking historical light. Take care.